so glad you've joined us on the ERLC podcast to explore how the Bible addresses important cultural issues pertaining to life, religious liberty, marriage and family, and human dignity, and how we can walk in wisdom for God's glory and for the flourishing of our neighbors. If you're enjoying this podcast and find it helpful, please leave a review wherever you listen. This will help more people find and benefit from what we're learning together. We are grateful for the time you take to join us for these conversations. Welcome to the ERLC podcast. This week, we'll hear from Jim Richards, the executive director of the Southern Baptist of Texas Convention. So is this a biblically-based emphasis? Is it a biblically-based desire? Absolutely, without question. In fact, if we are not seeking to help our churches and help our convention and help our organizations and our neighborhoods to look like heaven, then we're failing a biblical mandate. It is the gospel that brings about racial reconciliation. What does embracing diversity as a church look like? At the ERLC Leadership Summit, Jim Richards helps us understand what it's like to develop a church that looks like heaven. We hope this message gives you a vision for the church that more closely resembles the kingdom of God. Well, it is my privilege to share with you about what God has done and is doing through a look-like-heaven emphasis. Our desire is to help our churches to look more like heaven. When the Southern Baptist of Texas Convention was founded in 1998, we were born in the fires of theological controversy. There was a passion in the hearts of the people who formed the convention to create a a state fellowship of uh, churches that would rally around a confessional statement. There were core values that were adopted at that time that would be the grid through which we would push everything that we would do. And beginning in those early days, we had Asians and we had Hispanics who were involved in the leadership and the formation of the convention. And within the first 12 months, there were numerous African-American churches that became affiliated congregations. So within the first 12 months, we were already beginning to reflect that. Our second president was an iconic leader in the Hispanic world as well as Southern Baptist life, Rudy Hernandez, a great man of God. And he was the second president elected at the Southern Baptist of Texas Convention. But three years ago, we took a quantum leap toward being a little bit more like what we had desired to uh, see in diversity, and that was by the fact of electing uh, as president Terry Turner. Terry Turner was uh, is pastor of the Mesquite Friendship Baptist Church. Dr. Turner and I have uh, been knitted in our hearts together for about... Uh, 11 or 12 years as uh, he's allowed me to preach in his church. He's been in our convention and serving and working, but he was elected as our first African-American president in 2012. And with that, he and I desired to see a look like heaven emphasis. Now, we've always had diversity 
on our executive board and our uh, staff and hires and, and through our ministries, but we wanted to take it up another level. And by virtue of that, uh, Dr. Turner and I came uh, to present to our convention a look like heaven emphasis, and our executive board adopted it unanimously, our convention adopted it unanimously, and this is no silver bullet. There is no silver bullet. And it's not a one-time event that's going to make our racial reconciliation take place. It is a process. It is a continual growth. And so we must walk down this path together and stay on this journey together. But in our core values, we are a convention that's biblically based. We're a confessional fellowship of churches. Churches that affiliate with the SBTC affirm that they're in agreement with the Baptist Faith and Message 2000. So we're biblically based and our foundational element is biblical inerrancy. And then secondly, we're kingdom focused. We wanted to keep missions and evangelism in the forefront. We service over 100 different areas of ministry, but missions and evangelism are the primary uh, objects of our staffing and our funding. And then also, we are missionally driven. We exist at the pleasure of the churches. If the churches ever stop giving through the common giving channel we call the cooperative program, then our convention would cease to exist. So you see, we are a creation of the churches, and we exist at the pleasure of the churches to serve the churches, and we're missionally driven through the cooperative program to be able to accomplish missions and evangelism, assisting the local churches in Texas, North America, and beyond because of that. Well, when the Look Like Heaven campaign came up, we definitely had to have a biblical basis. Dr. Aiken used the text last night in Revelation chapter 7 and verses 9 through 17. In that passage of Scripture, you find the biblical basis for our churches to look like heaven. In that passage of Scripture, we see that there are nations and people and tribes and languages around the throne of God, worshiping God and giving Him glory and exalting His name. There are some heavenly realities that need to be earthly applications. The heavenly realities that we see in that text. So let me just give you my sermon outline. First of all, we, have, we, we share the same Creator. Of all these people that are there around the throne in this heaven scene, and by the way, we don't have to think about what is heaven going to be like. All we have to do is turn to the book, and we can see what heaven looks like. And all of these people from all the different tribes and nations and peoples and languages are going to be around the throne, and we share the same Creator. Genesis 2, 7 says, And the Lord God formed man from the dust of the earth and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. So it is that every one of us came from our Creator in the image of God, and by virtue of that, we recognize that we came from the same Creator. But we also are saved by the same Christ. The reason all of those people are there from such diversity is because they came to the foot of the cross, the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the only one who can provide that salvation for us. Now, in Romans chapter 5 and verse 12, it says, Wherefore, as sin entered into the world by one man, and death by sin, so death is passed upon all men, 
for all have sinned. So that means regardless of our skin pigmentation, regardless of our dialect or language, regardless of whatever we, we uh, come from, wherever we ha- hail as our heritage, we go back to the fact that Adam is our progenitor. And because of that, we are of the fallen race of Adam. And we need to have the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ cleanse us from our sins. And he calling us by his grace, granting us repentance and faith that we too can be a part of the family of God. So because of that, John 3.16 is a universal gospel. It's for the white and the black and the brown and the red and the yellow and every person, every people. And that's what we see in this heaven reality becoming an earthly application. We're saved by the same Christ for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. But not only that, if you read that passage and that text in, in Revelation 7, 9 through 17, you see that these are those who came out of the great tribulation. Now, I don't know what your eschatology might be, but regardless of that, the, the heavenly reality is that they, they are at the throne of God out of great tribulation, and yet here on this earth, all of us face that, and so we share the same struggles. Whether we're white or black or whatever uh, language we speak, we all share the same struggles. We have the, the common curse on this world that we have to live through. We're living in a sin-cursed world and people need the hope of Jesus Christ. But beyond that, those of us who are believers, we still share the same struggles. And then finally it says that they will ser- be serving the Lord around the throne And so it is a heavenly reality, but it's an earthly application that we are to be serving the same calling. And that calling is to preach the gospel to all nations. So is this a biblically based emphasis? Is it a biblically based desire? Absolutely, without question. In fact, if we are not seeking to help our churches and help our convention and help our organizations and our neighborhoods to look like heaven, then we're failing a biblical mandate. It is the gospel that brings about racial reconciliation. It is the starting point that then fleshes itself out in those realities. So the heaven realities become earthly applications. But let us look at that kingdom focus. The kingdom focus is about intentionality. We have to be intentional to carry out the look-like-heaven emphasis. So intentionality means that we must get out of our comfort zone and engage those that perhaps we, we don't know. We're different from them in so many different ways, but we must force ourselves for the sake of the gospel in obedience to Christ so that we can engage in what we do as we find out that there's not a whole lot of difference between human beings anywhere have the same needs. Now, there was a homogeneous principle that was popularized by the church growth movement that I fear has caused great damage to us. That homogeneous principle is that people flock together because they have commonalities. Well, the commonality that should cause us to flock together is the gospel of Jesus Christ. So with that, we can stay kingdom-focused Now, the Southern Baptist of Texas Convention has 2,500 churches. About 600 of those churches are non-Anglo congregations. About one-fourth of the convention 
are non-Anglo. We're, we are reflecting more and more what Texas is looking like, and the day will come when the majority of the SBTC churches are non-Anglo because that's the current state of Texas. Our staff, we have intentionally been kingdom-focused. We have a number of Hispanics serving in leadership positions on our staff. We have African-Americans serving on our staff who lend us great leadership and are in the senior cabinet. We also uh, have a Native American. We have an Asian Indian. We have a Nepalese. We have a couple of hillbillies and a few Cajuns. I mean, we are diverse. And our staff hiring on purpose, intentionally, so that we might reflect what the Scripture is teaching us about looking like heaven. So our desire is to be kingdom-focused. Jesus said in Matthew 22, love your neighbor. And then, of course, he gave that great story of the, of the Good Samaritan and, the, and how that the racial uh, barrier was broken down because of the heart of that Good man. Well, how much more, if we're to treat our neighbor right, how much more as brothers and sisters, if we can't be a testimony to the world that we can get along, as Jesus said, by this all men shall know that you are my disciples, that you buy life way literature. Now that's not what he said. He said, by this all men shall know that you are my disciples, that you have love one for another. And so as we show our love one for another, the world, a lost and dying world, a world that is in need of the gospel and in need of the Lord Jesus Christ, will see that Jesus and our love for each other. And because of that, our testimony will even be stronger. We're kingdom focused. And to be kingdom focused is to look like heaven. There are 100,000 Asian Indians that live between Dallas and Fort Worth. Reportedly, Houston is now the most ethnically diverse city in the United States. It is a city of immigrants. So Texas is no longer a belt buckle and cowboy boots. Texas is international, and Texas is a place for kingdom focus to reach all kinds of people from all kinds of places with all kinds of language and all kinds of skin color. We have to be intentional. We must be proactive about being kingdom focused. A state convention should exist to help churches carry out the Great Commission. The Great Commission is not given to the convention, it's given to the churches. And so our existence is to help the churches carry out the Great Commission. We try to equip and aid, but there are some times that a state convention and, a, and an ERLC must have a prophetic voice to prompt people to do the biblical thing. So let's stay kingdom-focused. And then finally, we're missionally driven. And just as the cooperative program puts dollars in the plate from the tither in the church and the church to the state convention and the SBC, the practical steps of looking like heaven is very real. We have to do certain things. Now, these are elementary, very elementary, but, but let me just share them quickly with you. If we're to, if we're to be missionally driven, then there are certain practical steps we must take. Number one, we must repent of racism. We must repent. I have it in my daily prayer time, repent, confess. It is essential that we daily repent. Now, you may not commit an act. You may not even have an attitude of, of, of prejudice or racism. But there are times when it still comes up. 
And we must repent. It's a continu- it's, it's not a silver bullet. It's not so, a one time does all. A one and done. It's not that way. It is a daily repentance before the Lord to walk with Him. And in Acts 10.34, the Bible says that God shows no partiality. God's no respecter of persons. And we must repent of any racism. Number two, we need to pray for gospel oneness. You see, it is the gospel that makes it possible for us to be one. And in Galatians 3.28, we know that we're neither Jew nor Gentile or slave nor free or male nor female, but we're all one in Christ Jesus. So we are to pray for gospel oneness. And the great God who saved us through the blood of Jesus is the great God who can keep our hearts right with Him in all these areas. There's a third step. Now some of you may be in churches that are in uh, um, mono-ethnic neighborhoods or communities, and, and that makes it a little more difficult. But most of us live in areas where we have at least people who are of a different ethnicity, race, or language around us. And what we need to do is we need to be intentional in our practical steps. So here are some things that you might could do. You, you could invite a speaker or singer or groups from other churches than what you look like and your church looks like to come to your church. Make it intentional. Then if you have people in your congregation who are of a different race, ethnicity, or language than the majority, seek to help them grow as a disciple and help them be placed in leadership positions. And as soon as that happens, you'll begin to see the open doors in those communities. Then you may think about hiring a staff member that would reflect some of the racial or ethnic identity in your neighborhood. If you're going to reach your neighborhood, you're needing to look like your neighborhood and it needs to be all-inclusive. And then you may want to think about starting a church. Maybe you're in a one of those mono-ethnic neighborhoods. You can start a church in a neighborhood that's different from your ethnicity or your race. And so seek out that place to start. And as I said, Houston would be a great place and we'd be glad to help you start a church in Houston because there are great needs everywhere across our nation as God has brought the world to us. So find that way to do it. And then finally, let me say that we are to observe our racial reconciliation uh, Sunday that is promoted by the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission. It's usually around Valentine's Day, and so what a great time to show our hearts to those who are different from us so that we might find that there are almost no differences, maybe in appearance, never in the heart of every believer. And we are the same in Christ, but also the needs of people are universal. Now, I grew up in the segregated South. God saved me, called me to preach, and He has allowed me to see miracle after miracle after miracle in race relations. But it's never going to end this side of heaven. So it is a constant work that we're committed to on this journey together to use the gospel to bring about racial reconciliation so that we can help our churches look 
like heaven. You can visit www.sb, like Southern Baptist, SB Texas, backslash looklikeheaven.com and find more resources that I hope will be helpful to you. God bless you. Let's pray together. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for the precious ones you've gathered here, different backgrounds, different experiences, and yet, Lord, we're one in Christ. And we thank you that we can help the world see what heaven's going to look like by loving one another. May we be kingdom-focused as we're biblically based and, and then missionally driven to put practical steps to the effort. And Father, we'll thank you and praise you and give you the glory and honor for any end result because, Jesus, you are worthy. In your name I pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the ERLC podcast. To subscribe to the podcast and find more information about diversity within the church, visit ERLC.com. Be sure to tune in next week as we feature a panel on millennials and the pro-life movement.